staff on Denver Sports Station 1043 The Fan. One of those where you wish the camera's running during break. Trying to set Jake Shapiro. He's a great uh, writer at denversports.com. Part of our team. Basketball guy. He's on record saying that James Harden, better than Kobe Bryant. Just, uh, just, just, just can't do it. Just, just, I just can't do it. I can't and I won't. Yeah. What the f*** are you watching? Yeah, I'm not a big Kobe fan, uh, but yeah, that's uh, that's off. That's way off. It's not quite. Well, I think Michael Porter Jr. is going to the Hall of Fame. That bad? But in the same yeah. sort of neighborhood. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, you saved that stuff oh, on there. That's a good one. Man, Michael Porter Jr. is a superstar. I mean, he can't he can't weasel out of this. Oh, and you've got when you when you got the ammo right there. And if you think that this is gonna die a slow death, yeah. and yes, we just oh. Thirteen oh room thirteen oh eight. What was it? What was it called? Fourteen oh eight. Fourteen oh eight. Okay. Darn close. Darn close. Um, okay. Sean Payton. We're going to check in with Andrew Mason live from the NFL Combine in about ten minutes. All right. You're not going to want to miss that. We heard from Sean Payton. We heard from George Payton uh, a little bit earlier today. Sean Payton's staff that has come into sharp focus here in the last four or five days. We kind of discussed this yesterday. It's got legitimate experience at the coordinator uh, level. Really yeah. does. Yeah, OC, DC, special teams, they've all done the job, and in most cases, uh, multiple times before. You like that, don't you? I do. I, how, how could we not? Especially after, you know, last year, and, you know, I, I think I think you really dove into it. We talked a lot about it, but it's like, wow, inexperienced. I mean, such an inexperienced staff. These guys are all doing, pretty much all of them are doing the job for the first time. And, um, yeah. And the result was the result. Yeah. So it wasn't really a, a shocking result. Right. Result there. So much better this time. You got guys that are doing. Not saying that you you can't have guys that uh, are first time coaches or you, know, you having a veteran staff is going to make you great. Right. But sometimes there needs to be a little bit of a mix there. Right. Right. So you have some experience at the coordinator level, and then a lot of green guys. Um, at the kind of assistant level. But there's one guy with absolutely no experience that's coming right off the playing field. And I know when the day we found out that Davis Webb was going to transition from playing quarterback, backup quarterback in the NFL, to Russell Wilson's quarterback coach, saying, wait, what? Is this, I mean, is this an important position? Do we just want to leave this to someone who literally has no coaching experience at all? Not like high school, not college. He just had a helmet on himself. George Payton was asked oh. about this earlier today. This. Yep, this is what George said. Man, Davis, uh, I didn't know. I mean, I think I interviewed him coming out of the draft. I didn't know a lot about him. I knew he played this year, you know, a little bit. And and uh, and uh, people kept bringing his name up to us. And uh, so we brought him in. And, and, I mean, he walks in the room. He lights up the room. And then when you start talking football with him, I mean, he's, you know, poised beyond his years. He's wise beyond his years. Just great football knowledge. I sat in there with uh, with Davis and the offensive staff, and and he blew them away. And, and just, um, 
you know, it's he's 28 years old, and uh, but he's really bright. He's played, so he's really been a coach on the field. You know, since he's been in the league, and when you talk to the Giants and the Buffalo Bills, and and the value he brought to, to some of those quarterbacks there, whether it was Eli or Josh. And all right, um, man, I mean, he he's like, oh, Davis Mills, yeah, you know, huh? Um, I think I interviewed him in the combine. You know, you, I mean, the hype train has started. Because it's a big question mark of a hire here. And backup quarterbacks look, and quarterbacks in general know a lot about the game of offense, of course, right? Because they got to know every position, protections, all of these things, whole nother level. And backup quarterbacks, you got to be there and you got to be certain coach on the field and you're helping the starter out and that's kind of your role. Yep. And so you work with the coach uh, probably a lot more being that backup quarterback. We'll see. I just think that, man, there should be a step there. Like, how about just being the assistant quarterback coach mm. for a year? Let's get a, let's get an adult, a grown-up that, like, you know, can can mold you and help um, get you that experience, and then we'll see where we're at. But just to turn this thing over to a 28-year-old uh, in this situation here in Denver, to me, is a wrong move. Now, maybe we got the next Vince Lombardi on our staff. The next Bill Belichick is Davis Webb. Maybe that's him. But, man... I just don't like putting him in the position that they're putting him in right away. Not saying he's not going to be a good coach in five or ten years, but right now there's always a learning curve. Of course. Always. Of course. And he's not the coordinator, but he's working right next to our quarterback. That's his job is to get the most out of Russ and to help Russ. And what would that look like? I I, I just I, – I was shocked by the hire and – um I'm not. I'm not feeling good about the hire at all. Uh, how much it impacts Russ or the offense, I don't know. Um, obviously, you have some experienced coaches around him, but like, what are we doing, Sean? Come on, that like, no, you just we could hire him just to be a whatever quality control start there. Just, yeah, or assistant, assistant quarterback, assistant quarterback coach. coach. I don't know, man, and 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 bring me a guy that's done it and that knows it and that's um, is this is this. Is Sean Payton going to be the quarterback coach? And Davis, I God, I keep wanting to say Davis Mills. Yeah, is Davis Webb. is Davis Webb actually kind of going to be the assistant quarterback coach? No, I I, I know not by title. No, no, I know, but, but no, that's how like, closely Sean right. Payton is going to be monitoring this. I think he will be. Yeah, but also Sean Payton's a head coach too, right? And he's going to be in control of the offense, and uh, but he's not going to be the quarterback coach. But I think. It, it should be okay, though, just because going down the road that you're going down there. You do have uh, Lombardi. Uh, what, we've got so many Lombardi. Joe Lombardi. Joe Lombardi, who's with Sean Payton forever. He's the what? He's the offensive coordinator. Offensive coordinator. So what is he doing all day? Messing with the offense. Yeah. He doesn't have a position group to coach. So I'm sure he'll be overseeing the, the, the quarterback and overseeing and helping Davis web out um, uh, through the process, and more I'll, so than Sean Payton. Right? Like Sean will be involved, of course, but more so uh, because he doesn't have a room to coach. You are spot on because I'm just remembering, Joe Lombardi was never Sean Payton's offensive coordinator. For 12 years, he was a QB coach. So he's got the title of OC, but Sean's kind of really the OC. Right. And Joe Lombardi is kind of the quarterback coach. Yeah, so it makes sense now. Maybe maybe I shouldn't be so negative on it. No, um, I, no. I, I, but I, on the surface, yeah. when I see like, oh, we're hiring this guy to be our 
quarterback coach. Like, come on, what are we doing? But when you take a step back and you talk it through, that's how it's probably going to work out. I'm sure it's going to be fine because you have some layers there and you have some guys above him right. that will really help him out. And, right. and so hopefully that's the case. I'm still, I still don't like it. I still don't, I, like, you don't just need to throw this guy in there like that. It's a fair take, Stoke. Do you remember where he played in college? David Webb? David or Davis? Uh, Davis, I'm sorry. Texas Tech. Ah, wow. You know who was a freshman with him? Uh, Baker Mayfield. Baker stinking Mayfield. (laughs) And then that ages, right? And then who comes in and takes the job over? Uh, It takes As a true freshman. uh, Kyler Murray? Pat Mahomes. Ah, Patty Mahomes. Pat Mahomes. So he transfers. So Davis... Davis Webb transfers. Guess where he declares that he's transferring to? Colorado. See you. And then he went to Cal? And then went to Cal. Wow. Yep. Really good memory. Yeah. Wow. Right? Is that, that, some, that, that's yeah, that's that, some that, kind of college career right there. Yeah. It is. Hopefully he can coach. I'm not worried oh. about his college career anymore. <laughs> no, I just be a damn good coach. <laughs> we'll see. Gone. We'll see. Yeah. He, I, don't, I, don't, I still don't like it, but I think it's going to be um, okay. But... You don't like it. That's okay. Yeah. How, how do you feel? I mean, you good with it? You great with it? It's going to be... I'm perfectly okay with it because okay. I think that they have protection from him and he will be learning. This is like a year of instruction almost for him. Well, just let him learn as an assistant. You know what I'm saying? And I'm saying he is the assistant without the title. <sighs> hey, let, let, let me tell you this. Okay, tell me this. We have the richest owner <laughs> in all of football history in the world. Yes. Like, whatever. Yes. Dude. Break out the checkbook. Give me a coach. Uh, we're going to pay him $500,000 to be the quarterback coach. Okay? Davis, you're going to chill for a year. You're going to learn under this guy. He's going to be in the room with you every day. Okay? Well, who? There's no limit to how many coaches we have and how much money we can spend. No. So why not do it that way? Would That, that would make me feel better. We're not on a budget here. It's, Zach, it's, that's it's one a fair of the perks it's about a fair having. Take. It's a fair take. It's a fair take. You ask me if I'm worried about it, I'm not. I know, I know. You're panicking. Stokes panicking. Hates to hire. Okay. Make that trending on Twitter. (laughs) Okay. Uh, What is the latest from the NFL Combine? We'll check in with Boots on the Ground next. California. Denver Sports Station 1043. The band presents Stokely and Zach. The NFL Combine. Guys, just like that, it's here. It's it's happening this week. And we got our dude with boots on the ground. It's Andrew Mason live from the Combine. Mace, uh, welcome back to the show. What? Uh, oh, we'll we're, we're connect with him in just a second. Um, so we're going to check in with Mace. You did not do the Combine, right? Yeah, I did the Combine. You did, you did go yes. to the Combine. Oh, that's right. That's right. Did you do did, do a pro day or? Yeah, I did three pro days. Did three pro days? Three pro days, yeah. Why three? I just scheduled three weeks in a row. So you, I'm so taking like different scraps. schedules. Different schedules. I'm taking the scraps. You know, I'm taking the fourth scout, national scout from wherever that's, you know, grinding all the way through the south. And, you know, like, hey, I'm, I'm looking for any crumbs here. So it's like three weeks. I got three weeks. Who's showing up, right? Um, so that's where, that's kind of where, where I was at. I love it. I love it. You found a way. You figured it out. Uh, Andrew Mason is live from the Combine. Mace, welcome back to the show. 
Um, what is, I guess, let me just start here before we get into some of the Sean Payton, um, George Payton comments from this morning. What is the order of operations that we should be aware of this week? Like when are guys running, testing, doing all this stuff? All right, so we're going to start seeing the on-field stuff on Thursday, right? And it's going to start with uh, front seven players, defensive linemen, edge rushers, uh, inside linebackers. For those who follow the combine, that's a change from previous years. They they used to do offense, then defense. Now they're doing defense, then offense. So you'll get to, for example, the quarterbacks you won't see on the field until Saturday. So we're going to start hearing from players tomorrow, and we'll hear from players a day before they work out. So we'll hear from defensive linemen and edge rushers tomorrow morning, and then they'll work out on on Thursday. So that so Thursday, I think at um, eleven a.m. Mountain Time is when the workouts begin. And in a change from previous years, they're actually letting media in. So I'll actually be there, which is actually which is good because. The thing that we haven't really been able to see as much of on television is the because they focus on the forty and and things like that. We haven't seen a lot of the individual position drills that I'll be able to kind of get me, to to watch and kind of dissect. And of course, I'll have all that covered on DenverSports.com. Awesome, Mace, join us, Andrew Mason here with us. Um, now you told us uh, what's your biggest takeaway from Sean Payton talk today, George Payton talk today. What was your biggest takeaway from those conversations? <laughs> I mean, I thought the stuff I, with Vic Fangio was interesting. It kind of confirmed what, what we all kind of suspected and really knew about just how much Vic was Sean Payton's first choice. And, uh, and, and you know, kind of reading between the lines, Vic's reticence at uh, coming back to Denver, and you really can't blame him. And my, it's not like Miami's a bad situation. Miami's actually a pretty good situation personnel-wise in terms of, uh, you know, where they stand in a – a division that maybe is a little bit more winnable than the uh, the AFC West is. So it, th- that was interesting. Um, it, it, I thought it was interesting that uh, when we talked about free agents to be, George Payton talked about Draymond Jones and said he's talking with his agent, talked about uh, Alex Singleton and very specifically saying they'd love to have him back. But we didn't hear anything really about uh, about Dalton Reisner, and they and he did talk about how he and Sean Payne talked about the offensive line being a, a priority, and that's priority in free agency and the draft. So I think uh, you, st- you you look at that. They're also going to look at running back as well. So I think though when you're talking about looking at where the Broncos are are, are targeting their eyes in the next few weeks, it seems like offensive line and running back are the are the areas to watch both free agency and the draft. Is there any one of those um, that? lends itself more to what the Broncos will do free agency or the draft when it comes to the running back position specifically? I mean, it's it, with running, let's, let's take running back. I mean, it's, it's interesting there because it really does depend how much you want to spend because let's say Saquon Barkley is available. I think everyone might be gaga over it, but no, but the price will also make you gaga. You don't really want to pay $16 million for a running back. That seems to be a pretty poor use of, of, of resources. The other thing, it's also kind of where things stand in the draft because this is, this is not only a deep free agent class at running back. It's also a deep draft class at running back. And when it's deep, that means you're talking about quality that does bleed down to the range of the draft where the Broncos start picking early in the third round. So I'm not sure that running back is going to be the best expenditure of huge resources when you could go 
use that on the offensive line and find guys that could help you right away because you can find you can find a running back in round three or round four who can help you right away. There's a long history of those guys. It's going to be more difficult to find offensive linemen who can really help you right away in that range of the draft. So if you want some immediate oomph and to use the parlance of Vic Fangio up front, you're going to have to you're going to have to go through free agency. And the other thing, it also if they can't get Draymond Jones done, there's every indi- there's no indication they're going to use the franchise tag on on Jones. So if they can't get Jones done here before the start of the league year, uh, then you're looking at a pretty big hole in the defensive line you're going to have to fill as well. Yeah, uh, certainly. Uh, Andrew Mason joining us here. Mace, uh, do you think with one of the picks that the Broncos have, they don't have a lot, do you think they take a quarterback? That's interesting because um, I wouldn't be surprised to see a quarterback uh, later on, like just to, just to add to the room and uh, be a be a number three. But um, I'll tell you what, there you hear different kind of projections on where Hendon Hooker is going to end up going. And mm. uh, this is somebody who's got some first-round talent, but is coming off a torn ACL. And if he's sitting there and he – I would say if he – forget about like even third round. If he drops to about like pick 55, pick 60, which is close to when you go on the board, do you have a conversation about 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 Hendon Hooker? And some, somebody who's skill set-wise – at minimum, would be a good a good backup probably right away to Russell Wilson, but then offers you kind of an escape hatch if things don't work out with Wilson, someone that you can turn to and has a has a chance of being the guy and not just simply a placeholder until you find somebody else. So um, that actually that he's one when he talks uh, later on this week. That's. Uh, that he's probably a guy that I'm going to make sure that, uh, that that I get in and ask a couple of questions up because he's, I think he's the most fascinating quarterback prospect here, and he could fall to a range where he's staring in front of the Broncos and he may have to think about him. Man, that is fascinating. Total agreement on that. Really looking forward uh, to uh, you uh, hopefully getting to connect with him, ask him a couple of questions about a potential fit in Denver. Uh, Mace, great stuff. I know we'll be checking in uh, again like during the week. I uh, love that you're out there at the Combine, and we look forward to reading your uh, your work at denversports.com. Thanks, fellas. Have a great day. All right, you too. There he goes, Andrew Mason, live from the NFL Combine. I wasn't expecting you to ask that question. But the name that he responded with is so interesting, and I think it's super relevant to this spring's draft. I want to take a further dive into it coming up next. You're listening to Stokely and Zach on Denver's Sports Station, 104.3 The Fan. Guitarist in Guns N' Roses. Oh, he, right, yeah, and yeah, they yeah. had that commercial, Geico, whatever. And he, yes. and they're like, "You're hired." They're yes. doing a band, Capital One. They're doing a, a tryout for the for guitar person, and Slash gets up there, and just like, like "Yep, yeah, you're hired. in. Yeah, you're in." And there's like other two kids were waiting in line to go, and they're like, "Okay, yeah, we're, we're screwed." Out. 
We're done. Screwed. Screwed. Uh, it takes me away to that Classic. Kissner been doing his thing. I'd probably break down it. Uh, oh, no. doing good today. Love it. Uh, what an interesting phone call. You're doing good besides the phone call. What? Why do you throw him under like that? Why do you throw him under like that? You don't get away with that here. <laughs> you're gonna just forget about it? Uh, yeah, run your lap. Yep. Run your yep. lap. That's all it is. Um... Interesting question you asked Andrew Mason and the response that he gave, the specific name that he gave back to you to your question. So we just checked in with Mace, who's live from the NFL Combine. He's going to be posting content on DenverSports.com. You're not going to want to miss that. But you said, do you think the Broncos will draft a quarterback? Now, we've maybe had that, like, drive-by conversation. Haven't really, really, really had it and looked at the class of quarterbacks and um, – you know, who you could draft on, you know, a, a day three guy. But May says, hold on, keep your eye on Hendon Hooker. Now, Hendon Hooker was the quarterback of Tennessee, had a marvelous season, ended up ripping his ACL. But I remember watching that guy go head-to-head with Bryce Young against Alabama. Hendon Hooker tossed five touchdowns that day against Alabama, five of them. And they won. They upset uh, a then-number-three Alabama Crimson Tide team, 52-49 in an absolute thriller. Hendon Hooker's not going to go in the first round because of this ACL. It, or it's widely speculated. It just takes one. We know that. But who did we see in last year's draft from Nevada? Was it Matt uh, Corral? Was no, it? Oh, he's old Miss. Or um, I'm trying to think of the Nevada quarterback. Strong? Was, there a... Was it Carson Strong? And that he, like, ripped up his knee and went from, like, a first-round pick, and I, I forget yeah, where he went. strong. But Hendon Hooker's kind of like that guy for this class. Uh, a prospect that finally figured it out later in his career that I think he's a little bit older, um, in fact. Transferred uh, from to Tennessee from where? Because he only spent one year at Tennessee. He was at uh, Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech, yeah. yes. Uh, but you're right. Look, he had a great year, and it seems like he's a smart kid. That's a great teammate. Like you hear all those things, and and so all like all those boxes are checked there, and um, it's just you know for the Broncos, I, I think you have to start thinking about. It. I think you'd be naive and dumb not to like look at the quarterback position this year. Now you don't have a lot of picks, okay? So I don't think you can move up for one. I really don't. Like you're going to move up for a quarterback in the second round, like late second round. I think that's. That's far-fetched. Like, we can't do that with the picks that we have. What if Sean Payton loves them? Then we're going to definitely do that. Um, <laughs> screw the picks. F them picks. We're going to damn do it then. Because like, Sean loves them, we're going to do it. Like, so I take everything it. I said back. Because because Mace was like, hey, if he gets to 55, 56, and if you are Sean Payton, you're like, hey, that guy can go. Like, yeah. I, I, I could work with that guy. Don't need him this year. We can shelf right. him. Right. Like, then, then, is it actually like the perfect succession plan? You're right, plan? yes. Yes, it is. No, it is a perfect succession plan. A guy like that that's going to take a year off anyway, and you can just take your time with him. Um, but, you know, I'm going off like, no, we're not, we won't move up in the second round. Like, it's not that high of a priority. No. What like, he, that's, that's, no, that, but that's dumb. No, that's dumb by me. That's stupid. Okay. No. It's a quarterback position. We haven't had one in forever. Russell wasn't good last year. He might be done after this year. So, like, what are we waiting for? If you love him and he's there in the second round and you got to give up something else and, like, 
Who cares, right? I mean, I who, love it. It's who not, really it, cares? It's, it's I mean, not crazy. So, if you love a quarterback and he falls enough to you where it's within striking, yeah. like reasonable striking distance, um, is that truly on the table? Don't know. Don't know how they feel about Hendon Tucker. Right. Don't know how they feel about these they other guys. They might not like any of them, really. It might stay where they are, but it, it should be in, in the conversation. Always should be in the conversation, just finding a quarterback, yeah. backup quarterback. No, doesn't matter if you have one, you love them. Uh, but certainly in our situation, it's got to be at the forefront of the conversation. If you're Sean Payton, you're just starting this thing. Russell isn't your um, project. I mean, he's trying to fix him, but you didn't bring him in, no. right? You you inherited yeah. Russell. Yeah. And so if it, it works out, great. Yeah. Step that. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. yeah. You're just a step yes. dad here. No. Yeah. yeah. Like, I'll kick you out of the house. You're about to be 18. Like, you're not truly mine. Right. You're about to be 18. And so yeah. you're, you're, you're going to be gone. Right. Right? And um, that's the way it could be. Could Russell be. could be turning 18 this year. Could be. And like, hey, bye. Yeah. Uh, I never liked you anyway. Mm. So you need to start looking for that next quarterback. And if it's a guy like Hayden Hooker where, you know, maybe he's, he would have been a, I don't know, late first rounder yeah. or something. Yep. And now he's falling because he's he's not going to be available because he ripped up his knee. You know, that's just good luck for you. And you're able to get him a little bit later and, and, and then just take your time with him and there's no rush there. Uh, so certainly I think, um, yeah, that's – that should be on the table. Yeah, I, I think it should be, too. That position is just way too important to just have it as a non-starter. We're not advocating moving up, but if they love him, it shouldn't be off the table. And if Sean and, Payton looks at that guy and says, man, I really like that quarterback. Yeah, there's a lot to like. And you said, and I know well, just, have, there might be some other guys yeah, out yeah, there, right? We're be, saying yeah. Hayden Hooker. But. Yeah, Hayden Hooker. Um, and so let's keep our That's eye on That's what I said, right? Close, close, close. Uh, he played at Tennessee for two years. And he killed it both seasons. For two years? Yep. Oh, okay. In 2021, well. 31 touchdowns to three picks. In 2022, 27 touchdowns to two picks. Wow. Through five total picks in the SEC over two seasons to go with wow. 58 touchdowns. 58 touchdowns, five interceptions in his last uh, two years at Tennessee. And you may not have to move up. He, he may be right there. Might. We saw Malik Willis. Right, he was projected by some people going first round. But he didn't go to like with the fourth round, fifth, something like that. Because he can't throw. No. I'll tell you why. Can be problematic. And he's, he may have a bad attitude too. I mean, his he really he, he may have a bad attitude. He started off at Auburn, I'm pretty sure, and was just I guess super immature. And I saw him come in for a play this year where he, he was supposed to run a sneak or hand it off or something, and it, he fumbled it. And his face, the way that he looked over at the Tennessee sideline and, like, sulked back to the sideline like he had no bones. It was just, like, Gumby just, like, just totally detached from the moment that just happened. So it's like, eh, I don't know if I'm, I don't know if I'm in on, 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 uh, on that guy. Okay. Interesting conversation when it comes to the quarterback. Uh, I wonder if these conversations are actually happening, you know, behind the four walls at Dove Valley. I think so. They have to be. You know, second, third-tier quarterbacks that you think might be around, or um, that's it's, it has to be, and I think they are. Yes. All right. Uh, what did we learn from Sean Payton and George Payton today from the NFL Combine? Couple of things that we didn't get to, but we will coming up next. It's Stokely and Zach on Denver Sports Station, one zero four three, the Fan. Last night in the arms of a girl in Louisiana. Louisiana. 
thoughts are still with her. Such a strange combination of a woman and a child. Such a strange like combination. Stopping in a hundred miles, calling bad news. Feel like family reunion flashbacks. <laughs> That bathtub, grab me another cold one. Stoke. <laughs> <laughs> Ice them down. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you know who this is? I, I think I know. Really, really famous. One of the top all time. George Strait. Close. Garth Brooks. And he played this in Baton Rouge Stadium. Google it. You, I don't know if you've ever seen anything like it. He said it's wow. like the biggest, best moment he's ever been a part of. Like, wow. The Tiger Stadium at night. Whoa. And he played this song, and it went wow. off the chain. Yeah. Wow. Pretty, pretty cool. Yeah, he came here and sold out Mile High. And I thought it was, uh, I think they said at the time, it was the largest live crowd he had ever performed in front of. And the, the shots that came out of there, this is like two summers back. Uh, the, the the images that came out was like looked like they, it looked like an SEC game. It looked yeah. like Tiger Stadium. Yeah, he puts on a great show. So I've heard. I've never been, but you you watch and look. And yeah, you people yeah. that have gone there. They, yeah, kind of precedes him, right? Like yeah, Bruce Springsteen. Yeah, it's like how to do the show. The right. show he puts on. Right. Yeah. Love Kenny it. Kenny puts on a great show. Okay, uh, but Garth. Yeah, that's what I'd like to do. He'll come back. He'll be back. He'll be back. Yeah? He'll be you back. sure? A positive. How, like, what makes you say that? Because it's Colorado. And it's country music. He'll be back. Oh, okay. He'll be back. All right. Uh, okay. When? Uh, next summer. Yeah, he's coming back, just like Vance. Oh. He'll be back. Yeah. Okay, next yeah. summer. Yeah. Okay, next summer. They tried, Vic. Who was the coach before that? Vance, I'll bring him back. Oh, yeah, let's go. <laughs> Almost uh, got to Wade. Back to Wade. Yeah, yeah, almost. almost. Almost got to Wade. Um, what did we learn from Sean Payton and George Payton today from the NFL Combine? Both spoke, and George Payton was asked about looking to add more draft capital. Yeah, we're always looking to add. You know, it's not always easy. It's, it's, it's easier to do during the draft, to move back, and you can you can acquire picks. We've done that here. We've done that at other places I've been. I do think the, the, the top you know, five of the third round is kind of the sweet spot of the draft. And, and if we can get a couple, you know, really good players to contribute, we're going to do that. But uh, we're always looking for picks. Yeah, I like that look. I mean, I think everyone's looking for picks. You're always looking for more picks. Uh, teams are looking to will and deal and try to better themselves. And whether some, some people want to be more patient and gather picks for future years, some people want to be more aggressive. Um, so... I don't think that's anything much different. You know, I mean, you, you look at the Rams and they were on one side of things, but they yep. were, you know, going all in for veteran players and trying to win a Super Bowl at, at all costs. And that's what they ended up doing. But I think for the most part in our situation, it's going to be the, the question for me is how do they vibe together when it comes to the draft? Sean Payton and George Payton, right? That's a big question to me. Not, not, not free agency. Right, not not in things like that, but the draft. Because, you know, George Payton, like he said, he's been known to move back in the draft and get more picks, right? I'll trade this third round pick and I'm getting myself two fourths and a seventh. Right. You know, like that. Where Sean Payton might be like, No. No, 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 no. I, right, I, I want right. to take those players right now. Right. I, I like that guy. Let's go with that guy. I think that could be 
an early indication on whether this relationship survives the honeymoon, mm-hmm. right? It's still the honeymoon, but you know, you get in the draft, all of a sudden, everything is all great. You know, when you're at in in Hawaii for the honeymoon, right? But then when you get back home, right, and you actually have to do stuff together, right, and you're not on vacation, and you know, then it's all of a sudden like, wait, what? Right? Huh? And so that's where you could have the first real issue between these two is on draft day and going through the draft. And, like, George is like, I kind of want to trade this. And Sean's like, no, you're not trading it. Take this guy. Could you see a scenario where because it's year number one, because Sean Payton just said into a microphone, I'm not a tyrant, I don't know why people say that, could he just be playing extra nice, let George do his thing, and no. No, I'll stop you there. No, I don't see that happening. Sean Payton ain't going to sit on his hands. He's been there, done that. He's a veteran guy. Like, I'm not, just because I said I'm not a tight, because I don't think he is, though. Right? I think that's been portrayed and put out there, uh, but I don't really think he is. You know, I mean, like, if if you make your point be known, like how you want things to, to go and how things are going to go, does that make you like a tyrant? Does that make you a bad person? No. You're just a boss. You're just a leader. And you know how you want things to be accomplished, which I know that he does. And so that's just the way it's going to be. You know, it doesn't mean I'm a bad guy. It doesn't mean I don't like you. It's just, you know, kind of like what I do with this show. <laughs> no. Right? The way your face crinkled, I know something was coming. Oh, my gosh. So, I mean, we can correlate. You yeah. know how that is, right, George? <laughs> You're the George Payton of this group. Man. You know, I... <sighs> that felt good. I feel like I should just leave and go to Stanley's you right should, now. Just like my, my, see my drop out. right there. Bam, I'm out. Oh, my gosh. Boom. See you on Wednesday. Oh, my gosh. Um, but you, you know what I'm saying? I, so yeah. I, I just I, – I, I actually I actually hope that that's the case. Okay. Because I do believe there's new leadership in Denver, and it's Sean Payton. Is it? Does that mean it's not collaborative? No. But there is, a I think, one unequivocal voice at the top of the football food chain, and that's Sean Payton. And – that's not even in debate. No, it's not. It's not. That's not. I mean, that guy just got a, what a five year, ninety well, million or yeah, whatever it was. A lot. Yeah. So, the other guy just signed Russell Wilson to you know this hundred and sixty million guaranteed contract. Traded away everything. Like he's on thin ice. Right. And one guy is has all all the power. That's right. That's, I mean, we, I, yeah. I, I just I think that's any other any other view of this. I think is probably just the wrong view. And that doesn't mean that George isn't capable of having a draft pick himself this year. Um, but I I can tell you this. I don't think Russell Wilson is going to be watching the wide receivers with Sean Payton telling him who he thinks he should pick in the fifth round. I don't think so. I think um, all of that, I don't think George Payton is going to ask Russell anymore. Right. Like, you've been relegated to, you know, the corner. And you're going to stay there when it comes to the draft. I'm not giving you any tape to watch. Right. I'm not asking you. Um, you know, you've screwed me enough here in this process. Trading for you, giving you that contract. And then plus, you know, like that was the honeymoon stage between those two. Right. Like, yeah, Russell, I gave him some film. And, man, he loved Montreal. And when it looked like Montreal was going to do something this year, they were both hyping that They really up. were. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, I wouldn't go uh-oh. down with that train here. Yeah. Okay, a um, little bit more from uh, George Payton. Uh, earlier today, live from the NFL Combine, talking about picking up Jerry Judy's fifth-year option. 
Yeah, I mean, really happy with how Jerry finished off the season, you know, um, especially the last couple of games. And, and uh, we make those decisions, I believe, in May, you know, right near the draft. We'll make that decision. But um, really happy with where Jerry's at. All right. I mean, non-answer. Yeah, I, I think that's the right answer. I don't think they they might not know, you know, what your budget and what you're looking at. And You think? I, I, I think, don't know. I'm just trying to talk this out to you. I just said they might not know. I don't know when these teams know or not because uh, – and another part of this is a, a, a big part of this is Sean Payton. How does he feel? Sure. And, you know, he just kind of got here. Has he watched film on it? Have them two talked about it? They have time to discuss this, and that's probably not at the top of the to-do list like right now. They had some other things they needed to get accomplished before this. Building the staff being – right. 1A. Yeah. Start looking at the you know combine stuff and getting ready for these prospects and those things. And you have, I guess he said, until May, yeah. uh, something like that. So you got, what, a month or a half or something like that, right around there, whatever whatever that yeah, date is. A couple months, yeah. Um, they're going to pick up the option. Like, they're, uh, like it, do, do you see a scenario where they don't pick up Jerry Judy's fifth-year option? I, I mean, I do. I have a hard time going there. Just because he, he finally started doing well, and you I mean you're, you're going to look like the you know you're going to run it back with the Garrett Bowles situation. If he does have a good year, now you're like, oh, you have to try to overpay for him during the season, which could be a possibility. I don't know what Jerry's like in the locker room; uh, those types of things that matters a lot in this type of situation. Whether you want him to possibly sure. see him as a core piece moving forward sure. or not. But I think you have to pick it up. We finally saw something from him. This offense has been awful. He was the best part of this offense down the stretch. How can you like he's ignore your, that? Yeah, I think he's your best player week one. And KKFN, KKFN, HD1, Longmont, Denver. What the hell? Yeah, you set the tone yesterday. So you're going to jump off sides? I'm going to jump off sides. It doesn't mean you don't get a flag. I don't care. That's a fine almost. You're not even close. I was seconds away. That's how I take my little five yard deal. Well, well, what's the difference? Like if you're if you're early, you're early. It does. You're getting a flag no matter what. I don't get. I don't get a ten yard penalty. You get a five yard penalty. We both get five yard penalties. But well, you it. were early and you took your helmet off and bumped the ref like Judy. <laughs> <laughs> well done, Bravo. Well done. Oh my gosh, love it. Love it. Uh, I think they're going to pick it up. I yeah. think ultimately they'll pick up the option. Um, and we'll see what happens in, in 2023. You know, if, if he's building on 2022, what does that look like? You know, and with you a, almost have to, right? Yeah, I think you have to. I think you have to. Because it gives you two years. And then if he's not, you know, if he doesn't do it in that, 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 that fifth year, then you know. Right. You know, but you need to know. And you need this year to know. And the only way to get next year is you got to do it this You got to pick it up now. Right. You can't wait. So. Uh, I just think that they, you know, caps going up. I mean, you you have to pick it up. It gives you. Uh, I think you get more of an issue if you don't pick it up, and he goes out there and balls out, and then he do, you don't even resign him. Like he he just goes to another team, as opposed to picking it up and maybe he doesn't quite fit your right. exactly. projection. Exactly, but the, the, the downside is worse. The if other if way. he stays healthy, he can be at the at the bare minimum a good football player. Okay. Right, I think that's what you look at here too. Is like, where's the floor right. on Jerry Judy? Right, he's going to be a good football player. Like he's been a good football. He's player. He's been good, but we wanted him to be a superstar. No, like, I know, like, I know. But like, like Michael Porter Jr. Oh, like a, <laughs> oh, 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 
Oh, Darren. Hey, Darren. Dave MPJ may go We wanted some. to be a Hall of Famer. Oh, like he's Michael Porter Jr., right? He's, he's on his way. Yeah. He's, I'm not inviting you guys oh. to Springfield. <laughs> when I'm in Springfield, well, Massachusetts. Yes. Well played. Well played. You guys ain't coming, man. I tell you. Love it. He can go for 60 tonight against he Houston. He could go for 70. But I can, go for, I can go for 30 against Houston. Houston's given up the, the biggest scoring outputs of the year. God, how do you get that Wait, D-Mac, so I got to ask you a question. You're going down this road because you, mm. you're kind of my guy here. Um, yeah. Jokic, triple-double tonight. Now, they're playing, they're playing the Rockets. Tough one. It's tough, right? Tough one because he's probably going to put up nine shots. So well, he's got to get might, the points. It might not be a blowout. Yeah, the, the points are no big deal. What's the spread? Do we know the, the rebounds? The is rebounds right shouldn't 10? be a big deal. No, I don't have. You know, I think I'd, I think I'd go with it. I think it'd be like a 14, 12, 10, But the ten's going to be tough. <laughs> well, I mean, you got to hope for a close game. If you right. get a close game, I wouldn't even taken. I, I don't know what what's Jamal's status, but I would have left him at home. I wouldn't have even taken to Houston. Yeah, oh, he's on he's on the trip though. So he it's is, like, oh, he is on the trip. Yeah, he is oh, on the okay. trip. Right. So it's like, well, you're not going to play him, are you? I wouldn't. Do, I wouldn't. Oh, I mean, 48 I hours ago, he had back spasms. It's back spasm. His back didn't, like, he doesn't have a broken bone. It's just spasms. Well, I'll tell you this. If he does, the thing, if but he, he plays on play it. Houston, though, like, if there's an opportunity to just chill for a second before you have a big game on Friday against Memphis, maybe yeah. you just avoid playing the worst yeah. team in the NBA. Yeah. Uh, you know, if he does play, that's, though, if, if, if he plays, because he has not been shooting that great, actually. He hasn't. If he plays, he can go for 50 tonight. If he does play. Who? Jamal. Oh, Jamal. Well, he's going to take 20, 26 shots. Well, if you remember earlier in the season, and I talked about this yesterday on the Mile High podcast presented by Superbook, Jamal, they had a back-to-back against Houston. It was his best two games. Like, he had 26 and then 31, which was a season high at that mm-hmm. point. And it could be like a nice little runway to get him, because he's struggled since yeah, the All-Star break. so that actually makes sense. That well, he, he gets missed a, a lot of time. He Sorry, D-Mac. He, he missed did, a yeah. lot of time there before the All-Star, so he's not he's rusty again. He did hit a huge shot, though, just the other night. Even Listen, the thing about Jamal, man, the dude lacks no – there's no lack of confidence. Yeah. It doesn't matter how his night's going. He's just not in a really great rhythm right now. So this could be a get-right game for him. Maybe that's why he's on the trip. But but still, like, I, I kind of I'm, – I'm backtracking from where if I was If he plays, earlier. they're going to win by – like, they're going to – if he plays, they're going to they're gonna win easily. Tonight. Why risk it and, and – you know, you're traveling. You're not at home. So you're traveling. Right so you're on the airplane. That's not good for the back and all those types of things. Why wouldn't you keep him back here? Because the next game's at home? Yeah. Uh, oh, the well, next game's huge it, on it's, Friday. It's, right. It's, Friday at home? Yeah. It, it is at home, right? So you, you mm. could have kept him at home and just got that back right. That, But that... It, oh, he might want to get day, right. He might want to get right. Right. At the end of the day, that just lets you know it's not that big a deal. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He should play tonight. If you're traveling, That's you fair. should play tonight. Dude, he, he was, should be ready to go. He, well, I'll give you a quick story. So the game's over, and we knew he was in bad shape in, in terms of doing media stuff. He chose. He said he wanted to come speak to the media, which was a little... Oh, wow. So, and he came in, and he was fine. So, you know, he wanted to get something off his chest, I guess, or, you know, he didn't... He could have turned it down. He didn't have to do it. Right. Um... If if we if the media doesn't have to speak to Jokic, the media tends to not do it, right? Because he takes it a, a like a ridiculous amount of time um, after the game's over. So that was a late game, anyways. And and he used to speak after every game last year. Jokic maybe once every three or four games now because oh, wow. because they got other guys, they got other things going on. So you get a, you know we talked to Michael Porter Jr. superstar. Jamal wanted to come in, share, share his wisdom. So Michael Porter Jr. is a superstar. There you go. Superstar, man. <laughs> Glad you got that. Well, I love I, it. put it on repeat. <laughs> yeah. 
we'll see, obviously, about Jamal tonight. But I think him traveling tells us it, it shouldn't be that big if of a he's, deal. Hey, dude, right? if he's playing, your your triple-double's good. Really? See, I, yeah, because he'll do a two-man game and he'll get he'll get his ten. See, I, I I don't know because if Jamal plays, I don't know if anyone's playing in the fourth quarter. Houston's bad. That's a good point. If Denver if, shows if up Jamal, and plays. If Jamal gonna, plays. They're probably up by twenty going in the fourth, and then it's we'll see what happens in the first four minutes. Twenty. Uh, I mean, they won by twenty back in November. They're, they're not. I know, but twenty going into the fourth, but. Uh, they're it's going to well, have to, even if you're up 20, you're not, you're not taking your foot off uh, the gas until, you know, at least halfway, uh, more than here, halfway here's through the you. fourth in the NBA. Here, in the way the Nuggets have blown some leads. Yeah, especially Michael Malone. Right. He's, he's, he's nervous he's, about he's, that. He's like, more and, to keep you yeah, in. And trust me, the Nuggets will play tonight one quarter of defense. I'm not sure what the quarter will be, but I promise you it'll be one quarter of effort, and that'll be it. Because that's all they'll need to, to play. So they can lock it down anytime they want. But I, you know, they'll, they'll they'll figure it out. They they usually get off to these really ridiculous fast starts, too. You know, it's like 35-22, something like that. And then it goes from there. I think you're good on the triple-double tonight, I think. I, I think was you're hoping good. you said no again, because that kind of, when you say no, then I say yes, and then it's like, okay, let's go. Now well, you got to be keep more it, nervous. Keep I, it in mind. I would, I would. Personally, I would stay away. I'm going to do it just a, just a little. <laughs> I know, just a little bit. Though. We can't have this conversation like we did the other day when I did do it. And yeah, but got it that like, razor's edge. Do it. Razor's edge. It doesn't you. matter. I've been razor edge short also, and, and it still counts as a loss. So right. I, I got to do it because we're talking about it. I'm not going to do it for a lot. Going to do so it for a So it was razor's bit. edge last uh, uh, Wednesday. Yes. And then this past week. He gets a defensive steal against Kawhi and yep. throws an alley-oop to Bruce Brown for the 10th yeah. assist with, like, no ben time OT. left. Are you kidding me? Do you think a he pads? Left. You think he pads? Yeah, it was a minute eight. left to yes. go up 10, and at that point the game was right. over. And eight. it was over. Do you think he pads? No. Hell no. Hell, I, I've never seen it. I watch every single possession of every game. I have never seen Nikola Jokic do something Wait, wrong. Let me say per- something before purpose. I leave. Yes. And, 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 and to back that up, in pre- previous years, I don't know what it is this year, we call it the uh, maybe every the Jokic triple double. Yeah, one short. Yeah, he's yeah. been one short so many times, especially last year. It was like the somber it, double, the yes. somber double. Th- yes. There you go. Yeah. That I mean, so that's why that that to me lets you know he does not. I think I here's what I think. I do not think they pad. However, when the game gets late, I think everybody's very aware. Late What's wrong in the with game. that? You want to know why? You want to know why? Nothing. Yes. And I think when he right. gets to like eight assists. I think everybody's aware. And that's of what, everybody in the NBA. And you and you want to know what though? That to me is a boomerang for what Jokic puts out. Mm-hmm. They want it for him. That's it's right. It's not Jokic wanting so, it for him. It's the coach so, and his teammates. Dude, and I think that's pretty cool. There was a game and they had the they had about a fifteen point lead and there's like three minutes to go and he throws it to Vlatko. He's he's on nine assists and Vlatko passes up an open jumper. The bench goes. The, the, that's right. It was your game. It was your game. That was last and, and this is why I think they pad just a little bit because the bench goes nuts at Flacco, and Flacco's like what? Like Flacco, like he just had a he he had a mental freeze. So I think they were. I don't think they pad pad the entire game, but I think they're very aware of it late in the game, and I think they work to get him that. So is that padding or not? That is not padding. I'll tell you what padding is. When Russell Westbrook was going for his. Triple double average for a season, he would literally steal rebounds away from like Steven Adams. Like he was just like plucking stuff away from his teammates to try to have just such a heavy hand in it. Jokic, it just, it, it all comes within the flow of the basketball game. Do you know guys that used to pad? Just the refs. 
Just the refs? Yeah, no, I don't know any players that it's hard to pad anything in in football. Think about it. I saw Gronk uh, pad with Tommy to get like a million dollar bonus was freaking awesome. Well, like there's bonus. That, that there, yeah, there's bonus. Okay. Well, well that's that? one, that's one way, but like he, you have that. It takes another. The thing about football is it takes someone else to do their job you right for you to get it. it right. You have right. to have help. Right. You can't just do it yourself. It's not like basketball. You can just like you said, what Russell Westbrook just taking balls away from his own teammates. Yeah. And, and just laying, shooting them, you know, throwing them up. Yeah, I, I, I'm trying to think football. Well, I'll, I'll bring this up. Oh, I did do, I, I mean, it's same with Vaughn. Like, Vaughn wanted to get that 100 sacks. So, like, we, you know, we tried to call games to get him to that 100 sack. I was going to say, can you call stuff to get, you know. Um, Coaches oh, can call things. Yeah, well, or the Calais Campbell, when I was with Calais in Baltimore, right, um, they would pull me out sometimes so he could try to get to his 100 sack. Like, it was, like, a thing that we were doing. Speaking Actually, of Baltimore, yeah. we saw Baltimore try to pad a stat against the Broncos. Yeah, that's right. When they ran a play with no times left to get to 100 yards. That's right. We yeah, did. but we that's, why it's, right. that's why in football it's, like, the team thing, right? It's very – it's you don't usually see, like, an individual thing, right? You, you know, it's more – Or, like, typical. the thing with Peyton, right? Like, yeah. Peyton should have played that one game, and he did anyways just mm. to break that record. That was a padding moment. You know? Like, yeah. Yeah, those are situations – those are – but he those are rare. Been, that is rare. Did a padding moment – Cost Russell Wilson his second Super Bowl on the goal line. That's a, that is that is a freaking great question. Yeah, I think it did. I, I think it did. Too. I think a lot of people I think, think he, he was, wanted to throw for a touchdown. I think it. I think it cost the Broncos a game against the Colts when he tried to pad with the touchdown pass, thrown it to David Tyree, and he got picked off in the end zone when you didn't have to do that. Mm-hmm. I think. I I think there was a little padding going on there. Usually, it actually happens the opposite in a very bad way. Like the teams will know they're going to owe a player money. If they play a percentage of games or something like that. Well, that happened to me in Baltimore in year one. I had a a big bonus to get to six sacks, and they just would pull me out. Yeah. Wow. It's dirty dog stuff like it that. It was dirty. Stokely said his rookie year, they had built into his contract. Uh, no, not his rookie year. It was his rookie contract that he had to play a percentage of snaps, and they like they wouldn't tell him what they were, so he would chart his own plays <laughs> at home to make sure that he was reaching his snap percentage to make sure the team followed through with their end of the deal. How did yeah. that Louisiana math go? Crazy. I mean, I, who knows what that was? <laughs> I had that. I had that. I had that worked into my first in my contract in Baltimore as well. Percentage of snaps played and everything. Yeah, it's dirty dogs. That was I, mean, I missed that by six snaps. Is that right? Mm-hmm. I think Jamal Charles. I missed had- the max. So like it was like a it was like a scale. It was scaled out like a tier. Yeah, there's a three tier system, and I missed that last tier, which it cost me like two hundred grand. I think wow. the Broncos got over on Jamal Charles with that years ago, and he's here for that one. Oh year. yeah, they definitely oh, did. I you hated that. that. Yeah. I hated that sequence because right. he Remember looked that? good in the preseason. They didn't play him in any preseason games. They gave him one opportunity. I think the game was against Green Bay in the mm-hmm. last preseason game, 2017. So you you were still in the fold here. Yeah. And I remember this. I, he he, they just cut him. I, I never understood that. Yeah, there was some of sort that. of money. Well, there was some sort of money thing with him. I forget exactly. It was. What it was. It was for a certain amount of carries and yards. It was something. something. Like that. That's why that video of Grant going up to Tom Brady goes. I need one more, bro. Yeah, yeah. I need one more. And they're like, Oh, okay, all right. And it's just a little out. It's one catch for a million dollars. Yeah. So they called a completely useless. He got like three yards. Absolutely <laughs> nothing. But Tommy hooked up his boy. You yeah. Know? Yep. You know. Yep. I, and, love, I actually love that. Yeah, that was great. All right. Um, the, you know the GMs up there like, ah, yeah, maybe. <laughs> you know, it's but what are you going to do? What are you going to do? I mean, it's Tommy and Gronk. What are you going to do? You you wrote the rules. Um, I love the presser today with Sean Payton and George Payton. Holy cow! 
These two guys have nothing in common. They can't even spell their last name the right way. It is hysterical with these two, and I can't wait to dig into all of it coming up next.